All right, hey everybody, welcome to episode 50 of Outspoken. We have made it to episode 50. That is a lot of time to listen to me. If you have listened to every episode or almost every episode, you seriously deserve a medal because how the fuck did you even do that? <laughs> um, I just, I want to say thank you for supporting this podcast and everything this far in. It honestly feels like it flew by and... A lot of people liked it. A lot of people liked it a lot more than I thought they would. So thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So today we've got some good stuff as always. We have one main focus here in today's episode. I've reviewed this guy a couple of times, maybe a handful of times by now, but honestly, I'm a fan. I'll admit it then. I'm a fan. He always comes up in my suggested Uh, Just because I watch a lot of content that I I don't like, so I can share it with you guys. And this one's very intriguing, though. So it's Matt Walsh, if you guys remember him. He's a conservative YouTuber who does a lot of political stuff. Um, And for some reason, you know, political figures, uh, figures, political people, I wouldn't say he's really a figure, but political people love to, they always make LGBTQ political. For whatever reason, it's fucking, it's so annoying. It's like my identity is like now a political discussion for whatever reason. Uh, We just want rights, but whatever, it's cool. So that's going to be our main focus of today. And then I have some really great LGBT stories at the end. You guys are sending in such good stories. If you want to send in any of your LGBTQ stories, you can send them to outspokensam at gmail.com. Whether that's coming out stories, they're terrifying. You've had a great experience. Uh, Surgery stories that went really well, went really bad. Literally can be anything related to you and your lgbtq experience so uh yeah let me show you this matt walsh video so what he did i'll give you a bit of background before we watch this he decided to write a children's book okay you know what the funny thing is is people get really mad uh it's always about the children Right? It, it's always been about the children and teaching children about trans people is wrong and stuff like that. But this guy decided to write a book for children um, about trans people. Okay, except the trans person represented in this is a walrus. And he's going to explain it a lot better than I did. And he ended up putting this book on the LGBTQ section as a troll. Right? He's like, he's a grown man and he's trolling the internet because it's so funny to troll lgbtq spaces right such a hilarious thing to do like are you are you 10 years old what are you doing right so he's got this video and i mean he made a podcast episode i think he does podcasts too but he he said uh i'm officially a best-selling lgbtq children's author so listen to this okay well I never imagined that I would be responsible for writing the literary sensation of 2021, least of all that I would write it on cardboard. And yet my book, Johnny the Walrus, about a boy who identifies as a walrus and is now available at johnnythewalrus.com or on Amazon, has taken the world by storm. Critics are hailing it as a masterpiece. I haven't heard any critics say that exactly, but it's safe to assume that they, they probably have said it. But forget about the critics. Just listen to some of these emails I've received. I've gotten a lot of emails from people who've gotten the book. Uh, or reacting to the book. Satisfied customers have messaged me, stunned by the sheer depth and breadth of my trans walrus novel. One reader said, WTF, is this supposed to be serious? Another raved, kind of expensive for a board book. And still another proclaimed, this is the weirdest thing you've done. 
the dry humor on this guy. Wow. That was so fucking funny. He should go do a stand-up sketch. Uh, stand-up set, sorry. And I know you guys haven't listened to the whole thing, but it's just so weird. It's like, why would you take the time to write a book about mocking trans people and then publish it? And then also he read it to a classroom of children, <laughs> which I'm making a YouTube video about. And I'll show you a little preview um, of the book itself and what it talks about and how he read it to literally like, I don't know, if they were they four or five or some shit like that? It was so weird. So, so weird. And another tells me that the book is, quote, funny, but, quote, pretty objectionable on a number of levels. See, these are significant accolades. And now we can add another. Johnny the Walrus is the number one bestseller on Amazon's LGBTQ plus book list. Yes, on Sunday morning, the Lord's Day, a day uh, after we had re-released -re the book on Amazon because our first run sold out in less than 24 hours, I awoke to discover that Johnny the Walrus had not only been categorized as an LGBT book, but had become the best-selling title in that genre, and still is today. As it stands right now, my story about a trans walrus child is the number one bestseller in LGBT books, beating out such LGBT hits as The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Badass Affirmations, The Wit and Wisdom of Wild Women, the gay Christmas romance novel Only One Bed, a book called Mr. Naughty and Mr. Nice, and another book called Holla Gay. I never imagined I would beat out Holligay, but I did. Just to be very clear about this, because it seems I must emphasize this point. Johnny the Walrus is about a kid who identifies as a walrus, and whose mother takes him to, be, to the doctor to have him surgically transitioned, and gets him walrus hormone pills, and then eventually tries to drop him off at a zoo to live with other walruses. This, Amazon has decided, is an LGBT story. This is why I can never take these people so fucking seriously, man. That is weird. Please, like, that is that not weird? You're comparing, I can't even, like, you don't even have to, this doesn't even have to logically make sense when I talk about it. Because me and you agree that it's weird. Like, this man sat down, had somebody illustrate, he sat down, he was like, I'm gonna write a book about a kid transitioning into a walrus, because that's basically what trans people are. They're walruses. Like, what are you even talking about? Kids play pretend all the time. Being transgender is not playing pretend. There's a whole fucking difference. But being trans is a whole different thing. It's not like a, a fun little thing where we're, we're playing pretend and trying to just like we're putting on a costume for one for the day and then taking it off at night. Like, that's not what trans is. And it's just ignorance in these people at, at this point. You know what I'm saying? There would seem to be a, a certain admission being made here. I don't know. And you might even say that by writing a trans walrus kids book and not only topping the Amazon charts, but getting the book classified as LGBT, our plan has worked perfectly. You might say that this whole thing is our trolling masterpiece, our Sistine Chapel of trolling. That's one interpretation. You are 30 years old. I'm sorry, but like, what? You're trolling? What is it fucking 2008? What is this man? I'm pretty sure he's 30 years old. He looks a lot older. Uh, all offense, sir. For some reason, his birthday or nothing is like disclosed on anything that I just looked up so far. Which is like really weird and alarming to me. But it says like he could be his mid-30s. Anyways, I mean, if you're, even if you're my age and you're doing this shit, that shit is so fucking weird. Man, you gotta, this, at one point you have to grow up, my dude. Personally, I take quite seriously my new status 
as the leading LGBT voice in the nation. I never expected to be such a prominent member of the community or to be a member at all, frankly, but I will happily embrace this unexpected role. This is literally the worst satire I've ever seen in my life. And I have seen bad, bad, bad satire, but this has just got to be, this is a fucking Sunday. A bad one. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is, <laughs> that was a really bad analogy, but uh, it's like, it's a Sunday that was melted out in the fucking sun for three hours. It's so bad. It's I'm sorry. I can tell you that I, I solemnly swear that I will faithfully fulfill the obligations of my office. This is not something I take lightly. In other words, to the LGBT lobby, I have to say, I'm the captain now. But fear not, I have big plans for us going forward. You're, not, you're, uh, you're gonna love it, or you might not, but I will. And as the leading LGBT author in the world, that's all that really matters, how I feel. I really don't think that he's the leading LGBT author in the world. He had 88 reviews on the book. Like, you're the leading author in the world right now with your 88 reviews on the book. The only reason people are buying this book is just out of spite for the LGBT community. And they're going to think it's so funny. They probably don't even have children. It's literally only going to be a matter of time before Amazon or any other, or wherever his book is published, recognizes that it's not an LGBT book, that it's literally just fucking propaganda for children, which is weird because they say that we do the same thing, right? Because us existing is literally pr propaganda. It's just a matter of time before they're like, oh, this book is not LGBTQ, uh, what it's disguised to be. So we're going to take it off of the shelves or we're going to take it out of the fucking section that it's in. Um... And it's weird because these people will get mad if like kids see drag queens or something or literally just learn that gay people exist, right? But then they go and they spew um, all types of stuff, you know, throughout this book and, and try to push these ideas onto young children. You're pushing the idea that children can't be trans, but you're doing it in a fun way. Like these kids know they can't be a walrus. They know that. They know they're not walruses. Like I said, it's obviously not the same thing as gender and being transgender or being gay, for that matter. Most of all, and this is the real takeaway here, I think. Uh, this, is, this is the main point. My title as best-selling LGBT children's author means that I am henceforth personally exempt from all criticism. And it's important that you know that, especially if you're in the audience, because there's an obligation that, that falls to you now. And you have to know the rules. Any critiques of me, or my opinions, or my behavior, or my literary work, will now be officially and legally categorized as homophobic hate speech. It's like the video itself is so embarrassing that I don't even have to add commentary on it. I could literally probably just play this video full throughout without even saying anything on the podcast and you guys would be laughing at it yourselves. You don't even need fucking commentary on it. That's how ridiculous it is. If you refuse to buy my book, Johnny the Walrus, or to download my podcast, or to come to my birthday parties, or to invite me to your birthday parties, then you are guilty of marginalizing an oppressed minority. If I'm censored on social media, or if somehow my book is still banned by Amazon, somehow, it will be gay erasure. Now, you now have a moral obligation to affirm me, agree with me, celebrate me, and especially to purchase my book, which is, need I remind you, a best-selling smash LGBT sensation. Smash LGBT sensation with 80 reviews. 
You know, if you're going to say that, then my podcast is a smash fucking sensation. How many reviews does Outspoken have on Apple? I forget. Is it like 500? I'm going to go check right now. You want to talk about best selling? I'll show you best selling. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> but I want to see. Where the fuck is my podcast app? Uh, actually, I have 880 reviews at five stars. Yours has 80 reviews with four and a half. So, I mean... <clears throat> If you want to learn about best selling and reviews, you know, you've come to the right place, the right guy to talk to. Sam Collins, baby. Okay. I didn't, why did I call him baby? Sorry. Now, those of you who have followed my work for some time know that I have long sought membership in a societally recognized victim group because I covet the power that such membership affords. Up to this point, I've had to make a do with the fact that I'm a member of the visually impaired community um, it's not great as victim, victimization goes, but it's not nothing. Yet, even so, I've discovered that in the victimhood arcade, not many tokens can be won with mere physical impairments. What the fuck are you even talking? Like, am I reading The Hobbit? What the fuck does any of this mean? Is he saying that because he wears glasses? This is like the most boring video I've watched. Okay, I don't really, I don't know what to say to that because I don't know what the fuck that means. If you want to be rich in oppression, truly wealthy, you have to find your way into the LGBT fold. And now, here I am. I, I can feel the power coursing through my veins. I am unstoppable. This must be what Spider-Man felt like when he woke up the next morning after getting bit by the spider. This is a fair warning then to all of my critics. I am ineligible for further insults or denunciations. Before you say anything to me or about me, just remind yourself that you are referring to the top LGBT writer in the world. He said the same joke like five times over again. How many times are you going to like drag this segment out? We understand that it's supposed to be a joke and it's supposed to be funny and just move on to the next subject. You know what I'm saying? Like how, there's, there's 35 more seconds in this. What else is he going to say? Let's see if he says the same joke again. Your criticism is violence. Your failure to compliment me would also be violent. These are the rules. I didn't make them, but by God, I will enforce them. So buy my book, you bigots. Listen, hit that subscribe button right now. Do it right now. I thank you for your compliance. It is somewhat appreciated. Listen, I'll hit. <clears throat> I'm not, I won't hit anything. Um, no violence here, okay? Because I'm like, I'm one of the crazy transgenders and you know, we're very crazy and uh, anything you do or say against me is transphobia. This is basically what I picked up from this. He's just mocking the community by saying that like, uh, we claim that we're untouchable because anything that people say or do towards us is transphobia. But the, the joke, like the actual reality of it is that we don't say that about everything. We say that it's transphobia when it is transphobia. And I'm pretty sure this book, this book has to have some heavy transphobia. And I haven't read the whole thing yet, but he does have a video where he's reading the book to a group of children. So I'm going to show you a small clip here because I'm going to save the whole thing for my video. If you guys want to check that out, I think it's going to be out uh, same day as this podcast is out on Wednesday. It'll be on my channel on Sam Collins. And we're going to go through the book together. But I'm going to show you just a highlight of the book so you can understand how <laughs> how fucking terrible it is, okay? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if we're ready for this. This is weird. I can't... Why did he go into a whole classroom and read it? 
Johnny's mom loves her son's make-believe time. You're Johnny the walrus till you change your mind, mommy says. But Johnny's mom's phone said it's not just pretend. So she went on her phone and there are people telling her that this isn't pretend, he's really a walrus. Only a bigot would say that. How dare you offend? What's a bigot? Anybody know? The mean person, right? <laughs> this man used the word bigot in his fucking book. That's literally their favorite fucking word. They get so mad when you call them a bigot. That shit is hilarious. That is so funny. Do, if you guys can see the video, do you think these children know what a bigot is? Like, do you think these children even know what the word ignorance means? They're so young. <laughs> they're so <laughs> fuck dude <laughs> this book is gonna be golden oh my god this is gonna give me such good content thank you matt walsh i i appreciate it man <laughs> you <laughs> you are a walking joke <laughs> fuck mommy was told to take john for a checkup all these people are holding signs johnny is a real walrus one sign says human walruses are real walruses let johnny transition all these people are saying You'll need to eat worms and to put on gray makeup. The worms give you whiskers, the gray blends you in, the doctor says. And a simple procedure cuts feet into fins. The doctor wants to cut into Johnny and make him into a walrus. That's scary. It's gross eating worms, Mom. They're all so dang twitchy. He doesn't want to eat worms. weird as fuck these children are not interpreting interpreting this book as much as he thinks and as much as he wishes they would they're gonna be like he's turning into a walrus that's really crazy and scary and he's gonna get flippers and he has to eat worms yuck they're fucking children bro oh my god that's just so weird i can't get over it it's just like a grown person doing this you're going this far to push your fucking ideologies and it's so odd I'm trying not to get worked up over it, but it's like we just want to exist in the world and you people are so obsessed with us. You're so obsessed with us. Fuck. Matt has got to be definitely one of my favorite people to react to. He's become very, very like one of my favorites. It used to be Ben Shapiro, but I think this guy is a little bit uh, just Ben Shapiro can be a little funny. Um even though he has the worst takes ever, but this guy's just, he can't even like, his attempts to be funny are really bad. And uh, Ben Shapiro's aren't as bad. So <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you're worse than Ben Shapiro, then I don't know, you need counseling. And that's why today's episode is sponsored. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so let's move away from that because that was a lot and it was a bit ridiculous. So I have four LGBTQ stories here. All right, so this first story says, I've been listening to the podcast since episode one and have contemplated sending this in for a few weeks. Due to drastic changes, I've decided that now is the time. Important background information is that my mom is a single lesbian. I've grown up in an incredibly progressive household and recently have been exploring my own sexuality. My aunt, who I'll call A, has only ever dated men and is in a long-term relationship with one now. This doesn't mean she can't be LGBTQ, but I'll explain the issue later. So on to the story. A and my mom have been friends long before I was born. From what I've gathered, she's always been very accepting and open to others' lifestyles. She's had straight, gay, and trans friends. When my mom came out, A was very supportive. She's been there for me as well. She sounds great, right? 
For the most part, she is, but in the past few months, things have been changing. I won't air her whole story, but the gist of it is that she's been exploring herself and being very open about it to my mom. The only issue is that she's doing it in a very objectifying manner. The only aspect of the lesbian lifestyle she recognizes is sexual. She views gay people as sex objects. She even started a podcast with her straight cis male friend discussing LGBTQ identities, minus the T. A speaks on all LGBTQ issues in a very confident way, but she's spreading misinformation and misogynistic views. For example, is that lesbians don't have to worry about hate crimes because men accept them and all women liking women want to sleep with her. My mom has been trying to steer A in a better direction to no avail. At first, it seemed like she was just trying on lifestyles, and when they didn't fit, judging them heavily. She could go on for hours on how she thinks her coworker is gay solely because of appearances and simply must be flirting with her because said coworker touched her arm. Pretty ignorant, but could be worse. Well, it would get worse. She started talking about trans people. Out of seemingly nowhere, she said people shouldn't be able to transition until 25. She reasons that the vast majority of trans people regret the transition and can't go back. At 25, their brain stops developing, so hormone therapy would be more reversible, aka less effective. When she asked why she thought this, she admits to watching PragerU and Ben Shapiro's wannabe political videos. She went on to imply that being trans was a mental illness and needs to be fixed. Very, I don't care what they do, but mentality. A's podcast has begun to show this. She speaks on asexuality, saying how people are just in a funk and can't get any. Trans slander, ignorance, and newly, racism. My mom is losing a friend and I'm losing an aunt. People joke about how people are born like this, but really it's their surroundings and exposure to propaganda. Please be careful as to what you watch. It really does have an impact. That's heavy as hell. See, this is the thing when people say... I mean, it can even be in our own community, right? People will say that they accept a certain sexuality or or transgender person and stuff like that, but they don't. <laughs> and they say they do. The thing with this is people just think that they are, you know, if you're part of the LGBT community, sometimes people feel like they can just say anything, like about anyone in the community without repercussions. And um, a lot of that stuff is really, really bad stuff and she shouldn't be saying it but you're right about you know people being exposed to it's like they're victims almost of misinformation and when they're exposed to it you know watching videos like prager you and i've researched a lot on those videos and i've researched a lot on ben shapiro's videos and you if you watch me you know this and seeing those videos because i'll actually take them and i'll look up what they they're talking about and they they will they'll tweak something about a specific story to make it in their favor or it'll be a totally false story or they'll literally just straight up lie and i've debunked specific points and facts in these videos in the past in the in the past i don't know why i choked but it, it blows my mind because they're just spreading this misinformation and the people who are watching it who are watching it it's like fear-mongering them and it's making them scared of trans people or it's making them scared of whatever it is and then they they get in their head and they think so much about this and then they have this false information in their head and it drives me insane which it's really disappointing because to some people i mean i guess it's a lack of looking up stuff for yourself because if you're if you're doing your own research and then your research is a fucking ben shapiro video or a prager you video where you're being fed information that's not even right and you believe it like that I mean, it's on both ends because you can you can look at a bunch of other channels. If you look at my channel, you're gonna hear the total opposite from what they're saying. And I don't like I don't lie in my videos. 
So it's really shitty because these people have faith in these types of channels. If these are parents of LGBTQ kids, now they think all of this bullshit that isn't even true. And it's very frustrating. And I feel really bad for these kids who are in these households. So, I mean, if anyone's parents or family are out there watching these types of channels, like if you have the freedom to share a, an actual educational video with them, you definitely should because uh, PU is full of misinformation. It's sickening, actually. So, yeah. I'm sorry about that, though. That stuff, that really, really sucks. This next story says, I'm a 17-year-old bisexual girl. I'd always thought that I was bi, but I never really put any thought into it about until about two years ago. Something you should know about me is that I grew up Catholic. I'm the most religious person in the family. I've gone to Catholic schools my whole life. I love the school I'm at, and as of now, I think I'll continue to be Catholic. The reason I bring that up is because two years ago, when I started to really think about my sexuality is when the cycle started. There'd be a few days where I hated the fact that I was bi, and why couldn't I be normal? The next few days, I'd feel guilty because I think that out of the majority of LGBT people, I have it pretty easy. I'm cis, and I'm a girl with a preference for men. And although I go to a Catholic all-girls school, almost everybody is supportive of the LGBT community. So why was I crying about being bi when others have it worse and aren't crying? Why couldn't I deal with this? Is there something wrong with me? And the next few days, I'd wonder if God hated me. As a Catholic, I believe that God loves everybody. And it took me about a year to come to the conclusion that he truly does. But sometimes I hesitate. I hate that my schools have pushed the narrative that God loves everyone, but he can make exceptions. Luckily, the next few days of this cycle, I'd be so happy to be by and be part of the LGBT community. I continue to still go through this cycle, but thanks to LGBT creators like you, I've been able to feel more loved and proud to be in my own skin, so thank you. And that leads me to a question. I'm still dealing with internalized homophobia, so I was suggested to join my school's GSA, but I'm nervous to go and out myself, to three ratty girls in particular. I think it'd be helpful, and honestly, I need more LGBT friends. I'm still kind of closeted and highly anxious. Thank you. I think even regardless of your religion, people really uh, go through cycles like that too, where they're fine and they're proud for being gay, and then like next week they're they're they have this. They're like, like why do I have to be gay and stuff like that? I go through that cycle all the time. Still, like ten years later, as a trans man. And um, I think it's just something that we all struggle with because of society standards and, you know, in your case, maybe religious standards and stuff like that. And um, I, th I think it's a normal thing. It's a sucky thing that shouldn't be normalized. But growing up in our era, I think that, I mean, even though you are a lot younger than me, it's still, we're still kind of in the same society where it's still like could be taboo to be in the LGBTQ community. You know, think a hundred years from now, it probably won't be like that at all. And also, don't belittle yourself for, you know, saying that you're, you're cis and you have a preference for men and stuff like that. You're still going to have struggles, of course, and like other people struggle more too, but that doesn't mean your struggle is less than anybody else's and you're allowed to have those struggles. So don't let that get you down. For joining GSA, I was always told to join GSA too, but I just didn't want to out myself, so I never did. Um, I joined a support group outside of school though like there there's uh there might be near you support groups outside of school where you can go and it's like a big community and you just go whatever weekly it depends on the place and um, it's a great place to meet lgbt people so they have those if you don't want to go to the one in your school for me personally i didn't go to the gsa just because I, I didn't want to be picked on at school but that was also in like 2013 2014 it might be different now i don't know so uh 
yeah, do what you want to do. This next story is a short one, but I wanted to bring it to you guys because this is an occurrence that happened to me and I'm sure it's happened to you guys. So an old high school friend called me to be mean to me for being trans. Prime example of me being harassed just because people want to laugh at me and bully me for being trans. A friend I had about two years ago, who already treated me like garbage upon finding out I'm trans, decided to call me, saying everything possible to ruin my day. Saying things like, wow, a man who thinks they're a woman, and how I'm disgusting, and dead naming me every couple seconds. Even had a private number, so I couldn't block them. I know how they got my number. I dated this boy who is friends with him. Just a few days ago prior, messaged me to make fun of my weight. I can tell they set this up and even tried using fake names like I'm stupid and can't tell who they are. To this story, this person's obviously a bully. This person's obviously projecting their own hurt onto you. Uh, to anybody and to you getting harassed like this, it says, it always, I know it's hard to hear this, but it always says more about them than it does about you. Like they're going out of their way to create fake profiles or fake names or whatever the hell they're doing. That shit is weird. That's weird. And that's their own emotions that they're dealing with and that they're struggling with. So it's easier to take it out on you uh, because you're an easier target because you're a minority and people are just shitty people and they do that. And in my opinion, the best thing to do is ignore it. Or if it's a constant thing, you know, eventually tell somebody about this harassment or if you haven't already, you can still tell somebody about the harassment because it's just not fucking nice at all. But yeah, people like this, they're not worth it, never been worth it. They're just shitty. They're just miserable people who need uh, misery loves company. That's what they need. They need your company. So don't give it to them. Fuck those people. I, I had like years after my transition, one of my cousins decided to comment on my Instagram and be like, you're still a female though. I was like, what? You know, that says so much more about him than it does about me. Like why? It's been years. I don't even like, I don't even talk to you. And you come and you're, you're harassing me about who I am. It's weird. And it's projection. So don't let that bother you. I know it's going to bother you. I know. It's just no matter how many times I say don't let it bother you. But uh, those people are not worth it. And they are a lot more sad than you are. Yeah, thank all of you for sending in these stories. They're really, really good. Like I said, again, if you want to submit any of your LGBTQ stories, you can submit them to outspokensam at gmail.com. And with all that being said, I will see all of you next week with a new episode. Thank you for watching. If you haven't rated the podcast, you should go do that for me. Appreciate it. All right, bye.